Lisa Boldo, and we've got such a special treat tonight. I'm so glad that you decided to tune in tonight. My guest tonight is, is Pastor Lowell Hicks from Cleveland, Tennessee. And I want to ask you a question before I even introduce Pastor Hicks. Have you ever been running from God and you just knew that God was trying to get your attention? Well, Pastor Hicks has an amazing story that he's going to share with us tonight, and I know that it's going to bless your socks off. So um, our guest tonight, right, when he was young, he was just 19 years old, and he died in a swimming incident. There was no pulse, and he turned blue. His story is amazing. So Pastor Hicks, welcome to the broadcast. Thank you so much for taking the time to be with us tonight. Thank you so much. So glad to be here. Thank you very oh, much for having me. It's an honor. It's an honor. And Pastor Hicks is from Rivers of Living Water Church. He pastors Rivers of Living Water Church in Cleveland, Tennessee. So if you're ever in the area, make sure you stop by and visit. So Pastor Hicks, you've been a pastor for over 50 years, and it wasn't always that way. When you were a young man of just 19 years old, something happened to you. And I want you to tell us all about that swimming incident. Well, um, first of all, I had the attitude that uh, I was going to live my life the way I wanted to. And that when I got older, couldn't do much of anything else, then I would serve the Lord. Mm. But uh, the Lord gave me a wake-up call and made me realize that that was not in my uh, that was not in my right to make that decision. That he was in control of life and death. And uh, so, uh, but what were the uh, circumstances surrounding that day? Because I know that you went swimming, and what happened that day? What were the circumstances around it? Well, it was uh, two of my cousins and one of their boyfriends. We decided we would go swimming that day. It was a warm April afternoon, about 75 degrees, you know, good good weather, sunny weather. And uh, we decided we would go swimming and we went to different beaches and we would swim and I was doing good. Everything was going good. We was enjoying ourselves. And but wait, then, before that, did your mama tell you something before you went oh, back? Oh, yes. yes, she, she sure did. Um, I didn't want her to know what I was going to do. So I went in my room and put my bathing suit on and put clothes over the top of it and come back out. And I don't know how she knew. I guess just mother in, mother's instinct. She said that, Lord, don't go swimming today. Mm. And I said, well, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. And uh, so... Uh, but all the time I knew I was, and uh, but she told me not to do it, and uh, so when uh, we went and everything was going along good, we was having a good time, and uh, then when I got to this one beach, where all the times before I had tested things, made sure everything was good, but this time I didn't do that. I just took off, swam as hard as I could swim, got out. In real deep water, didn't realize where I was. Turned around, looked back, and it was a long ways out. Mm 
And I thought, well, I'm, I winded myself going out there. So I thought I'd go down and touch the bottom, come back up and swim back in. But something happened. I panicked knowing that uh, I was winded, knowing that uh, uh, I was in more deeper water than I intended to get into. Literally. And, and uh, so uh, it just, uh, things just began to happen and uh, went down the second time and, and uh, realized that I was definitely in major trouble. And the third th time, I well, the second time, I was waving my hand to them, letting them know that I was in trouble. But they saw me go out there, and they thought, well, if we swim out there, he can swim back. Or they probably thought you were just waving at them, you know, right? They probably just waving at them. And so, uh, anyway, the third time down, uh, I cried out, and I said, oh, my dear God, help me. Oh. And I felt a tight grip come around my left wrist. And I believed that it was uh, angelic or God. Or, but I knew it was something stronger than man's grip. Yes. It took over my left wrist. And then I blacked out. Wow. And uh, oh, go ahead. And then you woke Yeah. What happened when you woke up? Where, where were you? Were you on the beach? Were you in the hospital? Well, I was going to say this too. While I was out, uh, I had kind of a unusual thing happen. Uh, I saw them have my funeral, <sighs> and I felt the like the planes of hell come up around my, the lower part of my body. And my thought was, "Oh my dear God, I've died and gone to hell." And this and, was before you blacked out, or while you were blacked out. Like while I was blacked out. Wow. wow. And so um, when when I cried out to the Lord to help me, uh, and I felt that grip, and then I felt something come underneath me and start pushing me toward the top. Now, but now that I was blacked out at that point when after that happened. But you, but you still had, so you were blacked out. Wait, so you felt the push before you blacked out? or Yes. yes. Just and then, I, you, then I blacked out, didn't know anything. Just, I mean, I, I saw those things that I told you about. So uh, you, let me just back up. So you felt someone grab your wrist and push you up because you were drowning. Yes. And then you blacked out. All right. Wow. Yeah. And, uh. Um, so they got me to shore and, uh, there was two paramedics there and they was working with me mm. and, uh, uh, they told my brother that, uh, they'd done everything they could do. And then they happened to think of one more thing that they would try. And, uh, you know, so when, when they tried that, then I began to spit the water up and uh, started to regain consciousness at that point. Wow. Wow. Did you come to, were you already saved at this point? I mean, did you come from a Christian background? Were your parents saved? 
they I can't even, you know, I was raised in church as a little boy, but when I got old enough that I I had my own car and everything, I, I thought I could do what I wanted to do. Right. So I told my mom, I said, I'm not going to church. Don't ask me. I don't want to go. Not going. And I told her, I said, I'm gonna live my life the way I want to. And then when when I sometime in life I'll I'll come to the Lord. And I think that's a, a lot of times uh people I think they they think, you know, that they can do that. But we don't we don't know God's time. We don't know what's gonna happen. I don't know what tomorrow holds. Don't know what the next breath holds. And but a lot of people take for granted that uh, we're you know we're gonna do what we want to do right right I was, uh, I was not i never was uh you know i've never tasted an alcoholic beverage in my life wow. never was on drugs and uh but you know rebellion the bible says rebellion is a sin of witchcraft yeah right a sin of witchcraft absolutely so let me ask you so you were, you felt, you were like, don't ask me to come to church. I'm not going to church because you grew up in church. But so you, when did you finally give your heart to Christ? Like did, when, was it after this incident or what happened? Well, I, was, I kept on running. Kept on running. I kept on running. I didn't, I did not start back to church at that point. I did go a few times. Started dating a girl, uh, and she she went to church, so I would go with her. And, and uh, you know, <laughs> I, I act like I was one of them, but I wasn't. Wow. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, uh, and I knew. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I, I knew that God was dealing with me. I knew that I had to do something. And, uh, you know, for the first little while after uh, that this happened, I'd go to bed at night, and the next morning I'd wake up, my pillow, my pillow would be wet where I had cried in my sleep. And, uh, and I knew that I, I kind of was on pins and needles because, you know, I, I was that close one time. I didn't know what might happen. Did you, did you feel kind of guilty that you felt like God, where he saved your life, but you were still running? Is that why you felt like you were crying or like, did you feel guilty? Did you feel like, God, I'm sorry, but, but then you still kept running. Yeah, but I kept still running. Yeah, I was, uh, it, it did. He got my attention, but I was not, but I was not ready to yield yet you know so when what was the turning point for you well later on i, I ran for three months three after months. the drowning incident and uh so i guess god had to uh, work in another way and so my dad was in the hospital and and uh, i was really concerned about him and uh, so my brother was going to stay there at the hospital with him and he asked me to take uh his wife up to her dad's house which was about 15 miles away and, and so 
uh, was taking uh, her up there to her dad's. And uh, so then I was going to drive back down to the hospital. But on the way back from that, uh, taking her up there, uh, it was like Satan was sitting in the passenger seat of my car. And I started talking to him. And I said, this is it. As I'm done. No more. Uh, if the Lord lets me live to Sunday, I will be in church. Woo. And uh, so that was uh, that was the it, it started with the drowning. Yeah, you I, drowned. You literally died. They said you had no pulse and you were blue. Right. And then they said, "Well, we'll try one more thing." And then. Right. Home, like I, was that what they did the shocker thing or that you spit up water or they oh no I'm not, I'm not really sure what they you did. don't even know because back then what you said they really didn't even take you to the hospital like no no they asked me if I wanted to go and I said no I said I'm fine now oh my so you wow God brought you up quick from that incident mm -hmm. okay so let's go back to your father was sick you were worried about him. You told the devil, I've had it enough. If the Lord lets me live till Sunday, I'll be in church. So. Well, when uh, that Sunday morning came around and I had a couple of friends, I called them. I said, you don't go to church with me this morning. They said, yes, I'll go with you. Oh. So we, we all three of us went and uh, got there that Sunday morning. And uh, the, you know, the service was good, but nothing had really challenged me yet. So you still didn't give your life to the Lord. I did. I did that you did. day. But you did. yeah, I did that day. But when it comes to the end of the service, my dad was out of the hospital and he was in church with me too. So, so he went that Sunday as well. He went that Sunday as well. And uh so I was sitting there, and uh, my brother turned around, and he said to me, don't you think you, you you need to go in to the altar? And I said, no, not today. So he turned back around. He he knew if he started badgering me, I wouldn't come back. And so he turned back around, and I looked out of the glint around my left corner of my left eye, and my dad was sitting over there, and I saw him get up. And I, then I really started feeling that wooing of the Spirit of God. Wow. When I saw him get up, it did something to me. So I got up. Wait. I didn't know if I was going to go out the door or if I was, I knew I was going to do, had to do something because it was getting strong. So were you already at the altar at this point or you yeah, were? I was still in the pew. You were still but, sitting. Yeah. And, but when but you I, saw your I, dad get up, you thought you didn't know what you were going to do, but then you felt the Holy Spirit just really tug at your heart. So yes, you went forward. Yes. I, I went to the altar and uh, knelt at the altar and uh, a, a lady that I've known for a long, had known for a long time. She came and she prayed with me Aww. and she uh, kept encouraging me to pray. And uh, she would ask me, do you feel like, that the Lord's come into your heart yet? And I said, no, not yet. So she said, well, you just keep on praying. So her encouragement and, 
And I knew that I was there and I had to do something. And so in a little bit, I tell you, it just came. I knew that the Lord had come into my life. You do you mean that day or do you mean after that? That, that, that day. day. That day. So that's, right that, wow. And uh, I, I tell people all the time because that was my experience. Yeah. If you really, if Christ comes into your life, you're going to feel a change. You're going to sure. know that he is present in your life. Yep. And you're going to cry. You're going to feel right. like you want to get rid of all the, the junk from the past, you know, right. and you right. are over with him. And that's the beauty of him because he, he does that right on the spot. Like, right. you know what right. I mean? Gives you, yeah, brand new life. So, let me just ask you, um, did your mama ever find out that you went swimming that day since you didn't go to the hospital? <laughs> I was going to keep it from her. And I told people when I would tell them I had someone's like another, like a second mom to me. And I stopped by her house on the way home. And I told her the story and I was crying, you know, and all that. And, uh, and she was, uh, just one of the sweetest people you would ever meet in your life. And so I was telling her, she was crying with me and talking to me. And she said, you know, I wouldn't surprise, be surprised if you don't turn out to be a church of God preacher. And I said, there is absolutely no way. That, can, that ain't going to happen. Wow. And, uh, uh, and I didn't think it would because I was, uh, I was kind of backward, you know, I didn't, uh, for me to stand up before people and uh, before a group of people, I, I just couldn't, I knew I couldn't do that. Well, let me ask you, so did you go home that day and tell your mama? Yes, I did. Did she I was, you? No. I was going to keep it to myself, but I was crying when I went in the door and she knew something was wrong. Oh. And she said, what's the matter? And so I, I told her. Yeah. Wow. And she was she happy really, that I was okay, but, yeah. you know, she was. Uh, yeah, it sounds like she felt in her heart that something could happen but, to you. Yeah, I think she did. I believe she did. Yeah. yeah. So, okay, why do you think it took you so long to, because after this, like you said, you gave your heart to the Lord and you loved the Lord, but you were still kind of doing your own thing, right? Why do you think it took you so long to go all in with the Lord? Well, uh, I, I had done, you know, I, I, I was making small steps after the drowning incident. I, I was making small steps. I was doing some things, but I was not, uh, I, I, I just wasn't going to give in yet. And God had to use something else. You know, I think that a lot of young people today, or even people in general, it's not just young people, but um, maybe, you know, I, I feel like they don't want to go all in with God because they feel like they have to stop having fun. Meanwhile, you know, even the Bible says that sin is fun for a time, but the yeah. problem is that it's a deception that can op you, open you up to death you know, a whole world of hurt. 
And right. then we give your heart to the Lord. It's the whole world. Well, see, I, I grew up with the attitude. Uh, uh, I would see people in church and they see them out and they would be doing different things that I didn't think was right. And I said, it's just a bunch of hypocrites. Yeah, you saw yeah. some hypocrisy. Mm. Yeah. And so I, I I just decided I was not going to, I, I didn't want no part of that. Wow. And, but uh, anyway, you know. Uh, That's a good point. But that, that morning that I came, I came to Christ, uh, there was an absolute change. I, I, I knew it. I knew that the Lord had come into my life, that I was a new creature in Christ Jesus. So it was different for you then after was, that. It, you were it all with God after that. After, after that yeah. morning, after that morning, I, it was different. Wow. And so it was. Uh, I was driving back home, and my two friends were in the car with me, and I said, you know, I, I, I said, my, that grass is so pretty. It's the greenest grass I've ever seen. Those trees are so beautiful. And the birds were singing. And I said, that's the sweetest sounds I ever heard. But see, there was no difference in the grass, no difference in the tree, no difference in the birds singing, but there was a difference in me. I love that. Beautifully said. Well said. You know, Pastor Hicks, what would you say to, to young people or really anyone watching? Because it's not just young people. You were young at the time, you know, all this happened. I mean, I didn't truly give my heart to the Lord until I was 33 years old. So I'm just saying I grew up Catholic and I, you know, was, you know, had one foot in church and I was dancing with the devil. It was not good. But right when the time came, I was all in and that was it. So what would you say to the person who's watching right now, whether they're young, whether they're older, doesn't matter you know, who might be running from the Lord, what would you say to them? You know, what would you say to them? If they're still running, well, know that there needs to be a change. My personal experience with Christ, when my life was changed, and I, w I was going to a church that was on fire for God, and uh, good preaching, good a good freedom of worship, and uh, it just set such an atmosphere. But you know, but before I got saved, I just thought it was a boring routine. Isn't that something? And but when I got saved and started in getting into uh, the move of God and the presence of God and the Word of God, uh, my I, I was. 180. Yeah. You know, you know, when 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 we come to Christ, we've got to turn. You can't if you hold on to the things of this world. Yeah. And think that you can just have it halfway. You know, if you do a 360 turn, that means you wind right back up where you were before. Very good. But if you do a 180 turn, you're going in a different direction. And I believe that's what uh, people need to understand today. If you really want an experience with God, if you want your life to be better, you want your life to change, 
young or old or whatever age you want. Right. If you're tired of what's going on in your life, then make that 180 turn. Yeah. And go you know what? And, go ahead. Sorry. I know I was going to say the thought is just coming to me right now that a lot of people don't come to God because they don't think they're good enough. They think that there's just too much that they've done wrong. And there's so many people out there that are better than them, you know, or, or when I say better than them, that, that they think are good and they just think that they're too dirty or too not worthy enough to come to Christ. What would you say to that? I'm going to quote you two verses of scripture. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. He, he said, I did not come into the world to condemn the world, but that through him we might be saved. Amen. Yes. So, and, and uh, he yeah, and he also said that anyone who calls on his name, he would in no way cast no way. out. Right, right. You go to God right. with a pure heart, you're in, right? Right. Yeah, and uh, I, I tell you, if you get a real genuine change in your life and you experience what God allowed me to experience, you won't want anything else. True. I found that I found it to be the most thrilling thing that ever happened in my life. Me too. And uh, and it's still thrilling. Amen. Uh, right. <laughs> Always something new with the Lord, right? Oh yes, yes. yes. So you no, know, He says in His Word daily, He loadeth you with benefits. Woo! Love that. Yes, yeah. that's right. That's right. So. Uh, every day, if you go through your day, in, uh, I, I, I preach and tell people, prayer is a two-way conversation. You you talk to him, and he talks to you. And the greatest thing that I've had in my life is no matter if I'm on my job or if I'm driving down the highway or wherever I am, he can talk to me. Amen. He's right there with you. So he's right there. So if it's such a thrill, you know, I can be on my job and just working along, and all of a sudden God begins to just drop things in scriptures and things into my heart. Yes. And uh, sometimes it almost wants you want to shout out loud <laughs> on the job. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but it, it's just a thrill. It's a wonderful thing, and I tell you, when when I'm in the service and I see people getting blessed of the Lord in their lives, them coming to the Lord and allowing Him to just become not just Savior but Lord of their life. So he is our Savior, but He wants to be our Lord. Exactly, exactly. A king tells. The people what they need to do if you right. let jesus be the king of your life right. oh my goodness how great things will be pastor hicks as we come to a close i would really love for you to pray for our viewers can i ask you to pray for our viewers and for those who will watch the replay or hear this later on yes 
Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for your love, your mercy. Lord, for your outstretched hand. Lord God, to everyone, Lord God. Lord, we know that you sent your only begotten son into this world to die in our place. Lord, and I pray for those that's listening today, Lord God, that don't know you in the free pardon of sin. Lord, I pray, Lord God, that you touch their lives right now. Just let the sweet spirit of God woo them and touch them and lift them up, Lord God. Cause them to realize their need of a Savior. Uh, think of the song that says, in times like these, we need a Savior. We need an anchor. And I, I tell you, you've just been so good to me and to my family. I just thank you and I praise you for it. And I pray, Lord God, at this time, Lord God, that you just touch people's lives and cause them to realize that you love them, that you sent your only begotten son into this world to die in our stead. Lord, and I pray you'll touch and move and have your way. Lord, lift them up, Lord God. Lord, that one, Lord God, that you may be talking to right now, cause them, Lord God, to just reach out to you and submit and let you be Lord of their life. I praise you and I thank you for this opportunity to share today in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Oh, Pastor Lowell Hicks, this was awesome. And I trust that this has blessed you so much tonight. I know it blessed me. And I want to ask you to share this. Share this on your social media. Share this everywhere you can. Let's advance God's kingdom together. And again, if you're ever in the Cleveland, Tennessee area, stop by and visit Pastor Lowell Hicks, Pastor Hicks at Rivers of Living Water Church. And you can also visit him on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash rivers of living dot waters ministry. I'm sorry. River, let me see if I can put it up on the, I'm not sure if I can. Let me just see. Yes, I think I can. Uh, I just want to type it here. So facebook.com forward slash rivers of living dot water ministries let me see if that went um there it goes okay awesome so again you know and i want to ask you make sure that you share this because you know that sharing a video you're also contributing to you could be getting somebody saved you could change even one person's life it's worth it but you could change many lives you're doing ministry as well just by sharing this video Amen. so thank you for watching the victorious life broadcast pastor hicks i want to thank you again for being our special guest thank you on youtube and facebook um, it'll be on a podcast ultimately, and we just want to get the message out to the multitudes. So we ask your help in doing that. And I want to thank you for watching The Victorious Life. And thank you again, Pastor Hits. And I will see you next time. God bless you. Jesus is Lord. All right. Thank you, Pastor Hits. Good night, everyone. God bless you. Praise the Lord. Amen. <laughs>